Rabbi Yudin is in Israel, and we get to hear him live from Eretz Yisrael, where we hope to be soon. I don't know if it's going to be July or August. As I've mentioned, we have reservations for July. We'll see. We'll see if everyone cooperates to uh, meaning the state of Israel uh, to get us there. If not, then hopefully soon after. Um, but Rabbi Yudin is there, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, and we get to hear his words now as we do every Friday. This time each every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to, um, uh, to, to speak with us about the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Shabbos, everybody. And really, it's good afternoon for not just myself, but Baruch Hashem here at home in Eretz Yisrael. Um, I want you to know it's one of those very few permissible jealousies that one is able to have. And so I just say to everybody, nothing less than wish you were here. It's nothing. That's it. It's home. That's all I can say. It's just one word. It's home. It just feels so good to be home. Okay. So I, too, want to begin by acknowledging that today is the Shloshim of Mayor Nachum Ben David, Mayor Weingarten, who gave us all so much and inspired us, and I hope that the Divrei Torah that I will share with you today will be an Eloi for his neshama. Before I begin, I always try to start with something to help us all connect with um, Eretz Yisrael, and so um, let me begin with the following, that 30 years ago this week, in 1991, was Operation Shlomo, namely to bring Ethiopian Jews to Eretz Yisrael. This week, 30 years ago, 14,325 Jews from Ethiopia, from Adas Ababa, came to Eretz Yisrael. It was a covert military operation. It took 35 aircraft, including LL 747s and Air Force C-130s. They removed all the seats, and amazing. And I want you to know, number one, at that time, um, Ethiopia was a war-torn country. These Jews were simply in a state of Sakana. We're not even talking about their neshama. We're talking about their guf. American Jewry raised within hours $35 million to um, uh, ransom them, which had to be paid to the government at that time. And the rest is history. Today, there are more than 150,000 Ethiopians in Eretz Israel. First generation Ethiopian immigrants, second generation Israeli uh, Ethiopians. And uh, wonderful. All I can say is, this is the week of Matobo Alecha Yaakov, the week of Kibbutz Golios. And before we even get started, let's remind ourselves that this Sunday is, and I'm going to say unfortunately, but listen carefully, it's not, it's the calendar. And we are dictated by the calendar. The calendar tells us that this Sunday is the 17th of Tammuz. Remember, my friends, the Navi Yecheskel promises us that, I'm 
sorry, the Navi Zachariah. The Navi Zachariah promises us that in the future, the fast of the fourth month, which is this coming Sunday, Shavas Batamus, the fast of the fifth month, which we hope is not going to be three weeks later, Tisha B'Av, the fast of the seventh month, which is Tzom Gedalia, and the fast of the tenth month, which is Asar Teves, will someday be holidays. Remember, it's not me who's suggesting this. It's the Nabi Zachariah, and his word is solid. His word is gold. Because what do we say every Shabbos at the conclusion of the Haftorah? V'davar echad not a single word of the Navi is going to be not fulfilled. So this is happening, and we pray it's going to happen very, very soon. Even Alevai this Sunday, if not, it's coming. Okay, if unfortunately we have to fast this Sunday, understand that it begins the period of the three weeks. What's shot the period of the three weeks? It was on this day regarding the second base Hamigdash that the Romans Yamach Shemam broke through the walls of Yerushalayim and started their um, campaign towards the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, which happened on three weeks later, on Tisha B'Av. And as we approach Tisha B'Av, the intensity of the uh, availus of the morning becomes more and more. And so this Sunday begins the period of number one. We do not take haircuts during this period of time. If one can, one should not shave during this time. Secondly, weddings we don't have during these three weeks. We don't listen to music during these three weeks. And finally, we do not recite the bracha of Shechianu. Regarding Shabbos, during the three weeks, one could recite the bracha of Shechianu if somebody has something new for Shabbos. Okay. Let's get to Parshas Balak, which is the Parsha this week. I always begin by telling you how many mitzvahs are contained therein. Well, in terms of the Minyan mitzvahs, Balak does not have any mitzvahs. But I am going to tell you that there are 104 psukim in Parshas Balak. And I'm also going to tell you that the first 95 psukim of Parshas Bullock are stuma. Stuma means there's not a single break in the uh, action from the beginning of Pasuk, Vayar Bullock Ben Sipor, through 95 psukim. Later, there's not a single break in the, uh, in the Torah. All one long paragraph. Something which if anybody were to submit as a composition, it would have been perfect, but ay ay ay, where are the paragraphs? We don't question Adaraba. Hashem knows how to put paragraphs when it's necessary, and here it is Stuma, 
The whole thing is Duma. We can't understand it. But it will have very significant practical ramifications in just a moment or two. The Gemara in Brachos, Daf Yud Beis Amid Beis, tells us the very following interesting point. Amr Babu Bar Zutrasi, Amr Yehuda Bar Zvida, Bikshu Likvoa Parshas Balak Bekriyashma. Put yourselves, my friends, around the table. Where are you? You're at the time of Anshe Knesset Agadola. And that means we've just come back with, shortly with Ezra. We're at the beginning of the period of the second base of Migdash. And what's our discussion for today? What's on the agenda? Shema. Okay? There's a biblical mitzvah to recite the Shema. In the evening and in the morning. Is that one mitzvah or two mitzvahs? That's a machlokes between the Rambam and the Ramban. But now, listen carefully now. How much is to be included in the recitation of this one verse of Shema Yisrael? When one says the one verse of Shema Yisrael, have they not just fulfilled our, quote, pledge of allegiance, but... Have they fulfilled the biblical mitzvah? So, wait a minute. No, no, no. First thing the rabbi said is, you are to say, Boruch Shem Kavod. And without going into it now, we know the practice is to say it softly, quietly. Now, next. The rabbis tell us that you are to say, Vyohavta. Right before the Shema, both evening and morning, the bracha is, Ohivamo Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves or Bocher, Be'amo Yisrael, Be'ahava. Hashem loves, loves us, and we, in turn, reciprocate in kind, we love Hashem. And that first paragraph, according to many, is an integral part of the fulfillment of the biblical mitzvah. Second paragraph, V'hoyo im Shemoah, is the theme of Scharva Onesh, that there is reward for the fulfillment of mitzvot, and there is appropriate punishment for the lack of fulfillment. Comes the third, and the second paragraph, according to others, is a continued fulfillment of the biblical mitzvah. And finally, the Rambam says, even the third paragraph. Now, what's the third paragraph? We know that it's the parsha of Tzitzis. Now, the Gemara is telling us that, oh, if you could only listen carefully around that table, there are those that suggested, wait a minute. Why should we do Pasha's Tzitzis? I have a different suggestion. Let's do Pasha's Bolok. And the Gemara says, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see why in a minute. Why they even suggested what was the Havamina. But the Gemara says, Why did they not institute Bolok? Mishum Torach Tzibor. Because it would have been a... Tircha did Sibura, it would have been something, would have been too difficult for people to endure. Rumor has it that in the morning, some people actually do go to work. Uh, in which case, to say 95 psukim every morning, that's why I told you, remember the first 95 psukim till the last nine psukim of Benos Moav are one topic. Now, listen carefully now. The idea is, the Gemara there goes on to say that we have a principle, and we're taught, the Kol Parsha, that 
any or kolf, let's do it, you know, differently. Which means that where Moshe made the appropriate breaks in the text, we do the same. And if not, we just can't isolate one pasuk and take one pasuk out. Now, what was the one pasuk? Either the Gemara says, And just like in Tzitzis, you have the idea that Hashem took us out of Egypt which is Ashkocha Pratis, as we'll come back to in a moment, that God is involved in the Jewish people, so too do we have it in Parshas Bolok. The Gemara says, wait a second, if that's the case, come on. You have other Parshios, much smaller in the Torah, like Rebus, like Mishkolos, which also have Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim without 95 Psukim. So Gemara says, ah, oh, we've got another Pasuk, Korah. Whereby the Pasuk in this week's parsha, which speaks about, and this is Pasuk Bamidbar 24, Pasuk 9, this is saying that he crouched and lay down like a lion, and like a lion cub. Who can stand him up? So, listen carefully. Rashi takes note that says that you have within this pasuk, a reference to the Shema. Okay, namely, number one, that he, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, watches over us when we go to sleep and wake up so that we can rest peacefully like a lion and its cub. And the Marshal learns, no, that he rises up so quickly in the morning in Zrizus and does mitzvot and recites the Shema right before, when he gets up, and recites the Shema, before he goes to bed. So that could be the reason why. In any event, the Gemara says it was only because it was too long that we don't say, come on, the Parsha of um, Bullock every day. Now, very, very quickly, I'm going to take you now to the Gemara in Brachos Daf Zion. And there in Brachos Daf Zion, the Gemara brings the Pasuk from Tehillim, which says that Kael Zo'em Becho Yom. Believe it or not, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets angry every day. That's in Tehillim 7, Pasuk 12. Now listen carefully, everybody. The Gemara asks, how long is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's anger? And the Gemara answers, Rega. A, literally, a Rega. Now, you want to know how much the Rega is a moment? It's a millisecond. Do you hear what I said? Much less than a second. So Tosfa says, okay, we'll get back to Tosfa in a minute. So hold on a second. So the Gemara proceeds to say, now remember, let's get into the parsha. Balak, the king of Moab hires Bilam to curse B'nai Yisrael. Why? Because B'nai Yisrael just defeated the two world powers of Sichon and uh, Og, and he saw the king of Moab that he cannot in any which way um, overpower Israel in the normal way of fighting. So he said, let's try in the unusual way, namely by cursing them. So he hires a Navi called Bilam, and the Pasuk tells us that he's Yodea Da'as Elyon. What does that mean? That he knew, according to the Gemara, he knew that exact second when a Kodesh Baruch gets angry. 
and, excuse me, and during that exact moment that Akash Baruch gets angry, that's when he would say, according to Tosos, one word, I can't even say it, three-letter word, Kalim, destroy them. And if God forbid, he would have, ay, 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 that would have been the end. Now listen carefully. In this week's Haftorah, and it's a must, it's a short Haftorah, you've got to take a look at it. And listen carefully to the Navi, Micha. And what does the Navi Micha say in Perik Vav? Take a look in Pasuk 5, 6 colon 5. Ami, my people, Zuchar na, remember, Mayoatz Bolok, Melech Moav, what Bolok, the king of Moav, plotted, Uma Onol Oso Bilam Bimbaor, and what Bilam answered him. Now, why? Lamandas. Why should you remember? To remember and to know? Tzitkos Hashem. The righteous, the righteous acts of Hashem. Now, what is this righteous act of Hashem? So the Gemara goes on to tell us back on Zion Amad Aleph that Hashem did not get angry during this entire episode that Bullock hires Bilam, not even for that millisecond. So Bilam did not have the opportunity to curse Klai Yisrael. Whoa. Okay. Now, why could we, should we have included this? Says the Pnei Yoshua in his commentary on the Gemara Brachos. Yud base. why would we have considered Pasha's Balak? Because the Navi says, Ami Zacharna. My people, remember. Now, what should you remember? Remember this week's parsha. Okay? Now, how many, quote, mitzvos do we have from the Nevi'im? Come on, it's a very short list. You're going to tell me, you're right, from the Navi Yeshaya. We have keyboard of Shabbos, right, preparing the home for Shabbos, getting dressed and taking a shower, etc. today for Shabbos. That's one for the Navi. Give me one more. Onik Shabbos, good. You don't have a big list. It's a very short list. Says the Pnei Yeshua, here is an opportunity. We would have had the opportunity every day of fulfilling what the Navi Micha urges us, Ami Zacharna. We didn't do it because of Tirchad Tzibura. I want to thank Rabbi Yisrael Reisman. I saw Torah. He brings beautifully from Reb Labela Eger the following beautiful Makshava. What's going on in this week's Parsha? There are two kinds of salvations that we have from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One is the open kind, namely, Am Yisrael were told in Parshas B'Shalach, they opened their eyes, Paro's running after them with his army. Oh my goodness, they see the Tzara in front of them. And by Yitzhak Yisrael Hashem, they cry out to God. And guess what? Hashem comes and helps them in their moment of tsar. And that's exactly what Purim is. They saw Haman in front of them. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we say at the Pesach Seder, Matzileinu Miyadam. And then there is this week's parsha. Says Reb Leibola Eger. Watch. Who knew that Balak hired Bilam? Who knew that Bilam wanted to curse Pnei Yisrael. Who knew that HaKadosh Baruch Hu thwarted Bilam's attempts? Who knew that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not get angry, not even for a moment? And the answer is nobody. 
If the Torah would not have recorded it, nobody would ever have known this. Wow! Look at this Yeshua that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does on our behalf. And this is what we say every day, my friends, in the Shemona Esrei. Pause. Don't daven so fast, especially now that the three weeks are coming. Daven more slowly, especially the parts in the Shemona Esrei of Yishalayim Irecha Berachamim Toshuv Esemach David Avdecha. Right? The idea of... Say it slowly. And what are you going to say in the modium? We all have in our lives different kinds of challenges. And we all have in our lives different Yeshuos. Some Yeshuos that we actually saw firsthand. We don't know how we'd get out of this mess, how we'd get out of this pickle. And yet, there are other times that we don't even know. And that's what we say in our Shemona Esrei, pause and say, thank you, Hashem, for the miracles that we don't even realize that you do for us every day. And the truth of the matter is, the shortest chapter in Tehillim is... <clears throat> from Haliel. Hallelujah, Hashem Kogoyim, Shabhu Kola Umim. It's almost over. Kigavarolin, that's it. Vimes Hashem Liolam, Hallelujah, the shortest paragraph in all of Tillam. And you know what the theme of the paragraph is? What do you mean the Goyim are going to praise Hashem? What are they praising Hashem for? Because they know what they wanted to do to us, and they know how He stopped them from doing whatever they wanted to do. So what emerges from Parshas Bolak is that we say thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for all that you do for us, for helping us with our unfortunate enemies that come forward and identify themselves as such, but even more so for those that we don't know, for those beautiful acts of chesed that you do for each and every one of us, every day, may we be worthy of this continued practice for each and every one of us, for all of Klai Yisrael, and may soon, soon, Shavasa Batamas and the others be turned into a true Yom Tov. Shabbat Shalom to all.